It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. All right, welcome aboard, Dennis and Brady. And uh, we've got uh, a big show for you today, as we always do, because it's time to really get into the nuts and bolts of uh, everything that's going to be happening here in the district finals week of the playoffs. I know, and realistically, we're only guaranteed to get one team through. Ubley Harbor Beach is the only game where someone has to win. Uh, It could either be a really, really fun Friday night, and for Deckerville Saturday, or it could be a very no good, very bad Friday night. It's going to be a good Friday night. I I just I got a, a, a feel that we're going to get some wins uh, here. Um, I'm not sure which games because there's some tough ones. Yes, and there's some ones that our local teams are the underdog in and we'll have to pull off an upset, but who knows? What, what what could happen? I mean, we'll, we'll try to spin it as positively as we can and try to find paths for victory for everyone. For some, it might be don't screw up. For others, it might be make sure the other team screws up a lot. <laughs> we'll uh, get into that and more coming up in just a moment. Every piece of land has a story written by those who work it, like the Nelsons, who cruise around their ranch on a John Deere Gator XUV835R. With 3,000 acres, there's plenty of work to do. It's all about efficiency. That's how they've kept their ranch going for five generations. We wouldn't be in ranching without the Gator. Run with us on a Gator XUV835R and start telling your story. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's locations in Auburn Hills, Badax, Birch Run, Burton, Carrow, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Brady Bean here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Fransic Water Conditioning, your authorized independent Connecticut dealer, wants you to get the ball rolling to better living through better water. It's good to know you have someone in your corner with a full line of whole house and at-the-sink filtering systems. Call 800-848-5150 to schedule your free in-home water analysis and plumbing audit. The best quality water is within reach with Fransic Water Conditioning and Connecticut. Call us at 800 848 5150. Clean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call Clean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. Clean by Bachelor, 810 810- 982-7044. Duraclean by Bachelor. Finding that missing shin guard. Remembering whether it's a home or away game. Getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. We work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things. Like not being that fan. Oh, come on, ref! That's simple human sense. 
For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. Dine out with the feel of being at home when you visit the Hogtown Tavern in Melvin. Come for the food and stay for the family atmosphere. Try all of Chef Susie's world-famous homemade soups and sauces. Open Tuesday through Sunday at 8 a.m. for breakfast, lunch, or dinner. The Hogtown Tavern in Melvin also does carry-out. Call 810-378-5565. Whether you want a great steak or their delicious fettuccine Alfredo, they have a menu for all tastes with daily specials. So come to the place where no one is a stranger, the Hogtown Tavern in Melvin. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. And you're back with uh, Dennis and uh, Brady. Uh, all right, let's. Uh, we, we've got some news before yes. we get into the news. Yeah, well, before we talk about all the games, I mean, it's the end of the season, so... Every time, every year about this time, you start to get a little bit of coaching turnover. The carousel starts, and the first bit of news that dropped was that uh, James Bishop stepped down as the St. Clair head coach, uh, that the Saints will be looking for a new head man, and... Well, um, that ended, what, a seven or was seven years with, with Bishop, he, I believe? He started in 2017, mm-hmm. uh, made the playoffs four times. Won the gold in 21 uh, and finished just a game under 500, 33 and 34. And it seems like, and the story of his tenure was either boom or bust. Because you look at his good years, nine and three, eight and two, eight and three, and then the not so good years, two and seven, two and seven, three and six. Those were the six full seasons that when he had, when he had the guys, he'd win, win a lot of games. I mean, he played for what? He won a district title in 2018. Um, in that wild North branch game, I mean, he put up 132 points in the, the districts that year. Yeah, they Those were crazy. The, the game against Croslex in 21, that was a Croslex team that had unlimited firepower and somehow until the fourth quarter kept that into a one score game. That was one of the grittiest defensive performances I think I've ever seen. Yeah, that was the the what the twenty to eight game. Yeah, like the and offense. They, they made like goal line. I think it was stands like, like three. It was play- like fourteen consecutive yeah. goal line goal to go plays that didn't result in a touchdown, including three fourth down stops. Like the offense struggled that game, but the defense was as spectacular of a performance as I've seen. Yeah. Oh, it was cold that night too. That's it was what cold. I remember about it? Yes. <laughs> and it's probably going to be cold this Friday. But oh yeah. But uh, obviously wish Coach Bishop the best. Um, but St. Clair is going to have a new head man, and they've actually been fairly stable at head coach. They, now, it hasn't been 20-year guys, but since the mid-'90s, they've had like three coaches. Yeah. Uh, Nesbitt was there for a long time. And Nesbitt was there. Fox was there for a long time. I mean, you only have to go three coaches basically in my lifetime. So St. Clair – has been pretty consistent um, in the head coaching department. And I guess Bishop's tenure was very similar to what St. Clair has been the last 20 years where, hey, they'll have a few good years, then they'll take then the class graduates and it takes a little bit to build it back up, and then they have a really nice year, and then it takes a little while to build back up. I think the longest stretch they've gone without a winning season since like 2000 was only four years. 
Yeah, they they generally like when when the group's young, it takes them a couple of years. Mm-hmm. But then by their junior and senior years, they're pretty good. And of course, they've had some sensational players. Right. I mean the there. the twenty. I mean Bishop wasn't the coach on the twenty thirteen team, but the twenty eighteen team was very talented. That was the last Saint Clair team that's beat Marine City. Their only losses in the regular season were, and actually looking back, it was an upset loss to Cross Lex in the first game. And then their only other loss in the regular season was to a state finalist Madison team. Yeah. Which is uh, crazy I mean, to think about now. Yeah. That Madison was the team that was almost running the silver. Like it was St. Clair, Marysville, Marine City. I mean, Marine City was at the top of all that, but St. Clair would step up and contend. Marysville would step up. They got it the one year. Madison was up there and always in contention. And how. Frankly, how much stronger the silver was compared to this year? Well, I mean, and and Madison is bad now. They can't even like compete in the bronze. They're bad, bad. Um, they're they're almost uh, not even eight man. They should be playing six man football. I think they have that <laughs> in like a state or two, or like seven man football. Either way, arena football is fun. But it'll be interesting to see who's going to take over a St. Clair program that I think when they come in, it's not like the cupboard's going to be bare. They they do they do lose some talent, but they bring a lot back. Well, I mean, Farkas is young, and mm-hmm. and he's you know, we've seen flashes. He's yes. got a strong arm. Yes. Um. Uh, uh, and and again, um, you lose guys like Pennywell. You lose guys like Nesbit, who are nice pieces, but you're you're never gonna graduate a class where there's nothing you lose. Yeah. And, and they're also one of those schools that uh, every so often they get a class of, of really big kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, a few years ago, they're, they're that was why in twenty one they were yeah, so successful. The, the, their their front uh, guys were were big on both sides of the ball, and and it and it really helped. Um, but you know, uh, and b- before he was in St. Clair, of course. Coach Bishop was in Richmond, mm-hmm. um, co-coaching with uh, Coach Coker. So, and he had some pretty good Richmond teams yeah, out there. He's had a pretty good history in our area. So it'll be interesting to see though who replaces him. Um, I don't know if this job will get five applicants or this job will get fifty-five applicants, and it'll be an embarrassment of riches. Um, I, I mean, you, you hear some backdoor conversations about people who might be interested, and it's. It's hard to find out until the applications are in and you see who goes through that whole process. You got connections, Brady. I'm telling you. <laughs> go, go. You, uh, you know Roger. Calls. You, you, you know Sandy Rutledge. I know, but they're they're all gone from St. Clair now. Yeah, still, they can get you. <laughs> I think they can get you an interview. Uh, <laughs> I will not be applying. Um, but yeah, it's I, much easier from here. Yes, it, it is. is much easier from here. So <laughs> the uh, I'd imagine that we'd probably have uh, know who the new St. Clair coach is by December. Basically, give them a month, a couple, a week or two to post it, a week or two to do the interview, and then get approved. I mean, let, let's be honest with high school sports. The biggest question with this is: Is there a teaching job to go with it? Yeah, because if there's a teaching job, then you can get then it opens up your pool of candidates. But if there's no teaching job, then you're kind of stuck to someone in the district, yeah, or someone that can already has a teaching job at like Marysville or Algonac or Richmond, somewhere where they can just commute over. And, and the other thing about it is, it's kind of a year-round thing now. Oh yeah, you know, uh, even with kids playing other sports. 
the, the you know the, the football guys want to make sure you're going to the weight room, mm-hmm. you're, you're doing the things that you need to do um, to keep up with football. Or scheduling, fundraising, things like yeah. that is you don't get too much downtime. No. And with all the now, now all the seven on sevens and the camps people go to it, yeah, you, you might get January and February as just kind of admin time, but it's not, it's not all right. It's July. Let's start worrying about football. Yeah, but right. well, uh, let's start worrying about football. Let's start worrying about football. And Dennis, what game do you want to start with? Do you want to uh, start where you're going to be at? No, let, let's just go division by division, and we'll start at the uh, the top, and that would mean Marysville and Harper Woods. So. This game, I, I Harper Woods is the favorite. I don't think there's any denying that, and I don't think anyone at Marysville or most people at Marysville wouldn't deny that. Harper Woods is the favorite to win this football game. But this Marysville team just has figured it out, I guess, since the Marine City loss, and it might not be flashy, but they get the job done. It seems like whether they're playing Lincoln or they're playing Port Huron, they play to the level of their competition. And they're on a five-game winning streak. And Marysville does play the style of football necessary to stop this Harper Woods team. And by stop it, I mean don't let their offense touch the ball. Well, here's here's the thing. You mentioned that they play to the level of their competition. That's Mm -hmm. good news. Because yes. their level of competition is really good, so that means they're going to raise their game. They better raise their game. Right. They um, have to. Uh, no, number two, it's going to be cold. And they are a run-it-in-your-face football team. That works this time of year. Do we want the, the AccuStucky forecast yeah, for uh, Harper Woods? Oh, sorry. That's not on one of my recents on uh, the it, Weather Channel. It was channel. bitterly cold just at practices so, this week. So. And – Remember, the 7 o'clock kickoff, it's going to be about 15 degrees colder than the high. So let's see. Where is the daily forecast? So Friday in Harper Woods, it is supposed to be 55 as as the high and get down into the 40s at nighttime. Oh, perfect. This is perfect. It's supposed um, to be dry. Everywhere is supposed to be dry yeah. around around Michigan. Uh, so. We could have used the little snow flurries. Eh, probably, but, <laughs> but I, I really think that uh, the, 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 the temperature is going to be good. The other thing, and I know it's completely different teams, but the only time they've ever played was recent, and Marysville won that game, and it was a playoff game. And in that game, Marysville gave up, like the second play was like a 60-yard touchdown run. And then they did nothing the rest of the game. So you have to be able to weather a storm because Harper Woods is going to do something good. They are going to score a touchdown. You're not shutting out Harper Woods. Would it be awesome if they did? Yeah. And I'd let Coach Wright throw egg on my face if he shuts them out, and I'll go gladly. But Harper Woods is probably going to score a touchdown. He might score two, but... The thing is, you can't let one mistake become two with this one. You have to hold on to the ball. You have to grind it out and just take five yards at a time. Don't get bored with short, constantly short gains. Now, again, I'm not trying to fool anybody or or whatever. Um, if we were picking these games, I would pick Harper Woods. Right. Um, but uh, I'm just saying. How many wing T offenses has Harper Woods had to defend against uh, this year? Let me take a look to D- see. Does Stony Creek do it? 
No, I don't. Does Lake Orion do it? I don't think it? any of those schools do. Southfield, Rochester, Bloomfield Hills. I mean, these. this is a tough schedule. It is. Groves, Farmington, Clarkston. I know Roseville doesn't. Like, Crosslex runs the spread. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I don't know that they've faced a, a team probably since the last time they played Marysville in the playoff game in 2020 hmm. that runs this kind of uh, of offense. And and you know, Brady, even if they figure it out, it, it's not usually right away. No, it, and I think the reason why Marysville's two losses were so convincingly is who better to stop the T than Almont and Marine City? Yeah, the teams that almost invented it. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I, again, I'm trying to build a case for Marysville to get a win because this Marysville team has earned respect and they they deserve to go in there with a fighting chance. Let's put it this way. Dennis, do you think Harper Woods and Port here on high would be a pretty good game? I do. So, uh, again, transitive property doesn't always work, but it's a data point. And Marysville beat a Port here on high team that going into that game we said, had no chance. Yeah, that, that's the wild card here because I might even pick PH against Harper Woods. Right. And, again, it is not an apples-to-apples apples or a one-to-one, one, and I don't condone using this a ton, but it, just to try to put it that way, like we did with going into this saying, all right, would Roseville be a team that could win D4 because Harper Woods beat them? Would Clarkston? Harper Woods beat them. Well, I think PH would have a pretty good shot against Harper Woods and Marysville beat PH. So does that mean Marysville's going to win? No, absolutely not. But does it at least give me a little bit of confidence that I know Marysville can beat a very talented, very athletic team that likes to spread it out and use its playmakers on the edge? Absolutely. But Harper Woods playmakers are a little better than Port Huron's playmakers. Yeah, and, and again, th- this by no means is this going to be easy. If a score comes back and Marysville wins, I'll be pleasantly surprised. Yes. Um, if they win by a couple of touchdowns, I'll scratch my head and go, well, <laughs> who's going to stop Marysville? Right. Um, but, but again, if you can be competitive, you can give yourself that chance. Um, and, and again, and I think there is a formula and we, we talked about it a little bit on, on the last podcast, grind it out, long mm-hmm. possessions, run the ball. Don't, don't be impatient. Right. Um, Hey, home run plays. If it's there and you get it great, but if you're getting three to five yards, you know, win first down, uh, that's something that Darren Letson said, and we'll talk about it when we talk about the next matchup, but he, he's like, Got to win first down. That's the most important play. And you know what, Carter Sakucci, you're probably used to hitting those big home run plays. I'm going to be honest. You're probably going to get hawked down. It's going to be tough because they have power five kids in that secondary. But their secondary is their strong point. Marysville, if they don't have to throw the ball, that's where you have the advantages. All right, great. They can cover your receivers, but if you're running it for five yards a pop, who cares? Yeah, and and if they zero in on Sakuchi, then Scheffler right gets loose. If they zero in on Scheffler, then Sakuchi's getting loose. Right, and you just have to have a few wrinkles put in there, ready to just to change it up enough, just to try to make that defense their defensive head spin. And for Marysville, the defense needs to be good enough 
because you're probably going to give up points. I mean, Marysville, the most they've given up since week one is 22 and a win against Clintondale. If they can keep them to the low 20s, that's giving you a shot. Yeah, you, you got to get some stops. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then again, the o- offense don't get in, don't get impatient, and and don't get into third and long. No, that is going to be your enemy. And yeah, it's just you're. It's going to take a little bit of luck too. We'll talk about it with yeah. some other games, but no, no penalties play- and hold right. on to the ball. But that's we say right. that for every game. But in the playoffs, when you're playing good teams. Whether you want to admit it or not, luck is a factor. and Because very rarely do you get into deep playoff runs where it's just, oh, yep, they're the better team. They dominated them. They curb stomped them. So you want to go to Marine City and Lutheran North? I am going to Marine City and Lutheran North Friday night. Yes, you 640 are. 6.40 pregame with a 7 o'clock kickoff there from you East go. China Stadium. I begged uh, Coach Letson yesterday to wear white. What did he say? He, he said we will next week if we get to the regional <laughs> final. Well, that doesn't help you this week. <laughs> no, they want to come out in, in black and orange. I get it. I know. Yeah. I will say if I was a player, I'd like the uniforms. If I'm just a fan, they look good. But trying to read the damn things are yeah. impossible. But hopefully that's a good thing for Marine City because this is a Lutheran North team that we're hoping is not Hamity Part 2. And that they can the the book seems to be as you can run on this Lutheran North team. I got I got some some fun uh, numbers here. First off, all time series is four and zero for Marine City, but you know they haven't played since I was in high school. Really, nineteen eighty five, eighty six, eighty seven, and eighty eight. Lutheran North was week nine opponent for Marine City all four of those years, and uh, Marine City gave up six points in those four games. <laughs> Really, beat them uh, forty-two to nothing, twenty-eight to nothing, thirty to six, and forty to nothing, and wow. haven't played them since nineteen eighty-eight. That's a long time. That's a they're long. They're not that far away. No, they're they're not. Um, uh, also, Luther North's win last week was just their third playoff win in school history. Yeah, they don't have a rich tradition. Um, they okay, so they're eight and two. So this next number. Might throw you off a little bit. They're eight and two, but they've given up at least four touchdowns in a game five times this year, and in three of the last four games that they have played because they needed all fifty-four points that they scored last mm-hmm. Friday because they gave up forty-nine to Armada. The week before, they gave up thirty-five in the Prep Bowl to Clarkston Everest. They had a good game before that against. Uh, Ann Arbor, Gabriel yeah, Richard. And, and against Riverview, Gabriel Richard, they gave up 26 points. So that's four touchdowns with a couple of missed extra points. Right. So And they had a game, uh, they were playing Notre Dame prep, but they gave up 49 to them, and they gave up 30 to somebody in a win. Yes. And that's not a good, good uh, mix for Lutheran North. Especially when you look at Marine City, and there's only been two times this season where they haven't scored a fourth touchdown in a game. Yes. And one of those was actually against Marysville. They still won by 17. Yeah. And Marine City doesn't give up a lot of points. I mean, okay, week one was the bad week. But that's three months ago. August 25th was a long time ago, Dennis. Yeah. And since then, the most they've given up was 20 to St. Clair. And I... I don't know this for fact, but I have a feeling a lot of the, these touchdowns they gave up 
were garbage time touchdowns. Yeah, and I know at least seven of the 14 against Richmond were a defensive defensive score. So this Marine City defense has figured it out. And unless Lutheran North can crack the code and put up points or all of a sudden their defense figures out how to stop the run, this is not a good formula for Lutheran North. Well, I understand, uh, and again, I haven't seen them play, but uh, I understand they've got a, a pretty good quarterback um, that, that he's kind of uh, an exciting player, um, and they'll spread the field like MAC teams do. Uh, and so this is something that Marine City sees every week. Mm-hmm. And again, looking at Luther North's schedule, they probably don't play too many teams that run the wing tee. No. And they have struggled. Well, maybe a little more and, than. And they've struggled against the run. And here's the thing. I mean, they beat Armada, but you talk to people at Armada, they're going, how the hell did we lose that game? I, I just think Marine City is going to be vintage Marine City here. Like, do I think they'll win 51-14 for a second straight week? No. But are they going to? take it. I think they'll win, like, 38-13, to 13, like, where with probably a late touchdown to really put the dagger through. That Like, that's just kind of the game I'm seeing with, with this Marine City Lutheran North game where, and again, I maybe I'm making the same mistake for a second year in a row, and then if we're in this point next year and there's a team that has Armada in the first round and can play Marine City in the second round, I'm putting my mortgage on them <laughs> if Lutheran North goes through and does it again. Well, I, like the, the difference between Lutheran North and, like, say, Hammondy, because mm. Hammondy was the team that disrupted everything last year. Hammondy ran the ball. So when it was cold and windy at East China Stadium, it didn't matter to them. Um, Luther North throws the ball a little bit, so the colder and the more that wind blows in off the river uh, or out of the north, the better. Well, I, I'm not sure how windy it will be because that does make a huge difference. Um, where is – keep talking while you're, I try you're, to find – You're my AccuWeather uh, guy. Yeah, and um, th- there's no site slow on the planet than weather.com. <laughs> So, anyways, yeah, I, I like Marine City in this game. I, I like this matchup for them. Um, and, and Ooh, 17-mile-per-hour wins. Yeah, see, that that just helps Marine City's cause, And I know the Mariners throw a little bit more than they They're used to. They're not going to have to. But, yeah, if, if they get out in front in this um, and they can just do what they do best. Uh, and, uh, and if you look at it, what they do best is win. I mean, they, they last week was their 56th. Okay, so you've got a team that has won 56 playoff games against this school that's won three in their history, and I get it. Year to year, nothing stays the same except at Marine City where winning stays the same. And they're trying to break a very long one-year streak without a district title. Yeah, so <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I just... Maybe I'm completely disrespecting Lutheran North, and maybe I'll have to be a Mustang fan if we come back Friday night and it's, hey, Lutheran North won, and, well, it's we just overvalued our teams, but, man. Uh, hey, I, I, I'm taking this game so that we can keep you away from Lutheran North because they seem to like when you're around. Apparently. <laughs> I, wasn't in, I wasn't at Lutheran North last week, and still, but, man. 
I just I would. But you be were thinking surprised. about it. I was thinking about and, it, and you wanted more than anything in the world. You wanted a Marine City Armada. Yes, because it's been three years in a row. But again, <laughs> we'll have to wait. But Lutheran North, you know what? If they win, more power to them. Marine City has just been vintage Marine City for um, two and a half months now. I don't see any reason why it'll end this week. Yeah, neither do I. Um, and and again, nothing would surprise me here except. The Mariners not winning. Right. Like a close game. Okay. I can live with that. Mm. Luther North, uh, they're eight and two, so they're not a lousy football team. No, not at all. Um, or if Marine City wants to do running time, I'm happy with that on a Friday Get night. Out of there. That's soon. probably not going to happen, but, you know, I'll, I'll take anywhere in between. All right. Um, is there. Well, I don't think there's anything else in D5 for us, so let's take a break and then we'll come back with a. Big tilt in D6? Yes, uh, this this is an interesting matchup. Do you have questions about your retirement? Ameriprise Financial Advisor Dave Betts can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Mattress King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five-star reviews, they also offer interest-free financing and no-credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit. Once you get your mattress, they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, think Mattress King. Preferred Seamless Gutters in Imlay City has been family-owned and operated since 1997. In-house employees, when you call Preferred, you get Preferred. At Preferred, they manufacture all components, making them the warehouse. This ensures prompt installation from Preferred's well-trained and courteous staff, serving St. Clair, Sanilac, Genesee, and northern Macomb counties. Give Melissa a call and she'll be happy to schedule a quote. No high-pressure sales, just great service from Preferred Seamless Gutters in Imlay City. Call 800-964-6613 today. Shopping for a vehicle the last two years has been frustrating for all of us. Inflated prices and misleading ads that waste your time and money. Look no further than Jepson Car Company. Located at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair, Jepson Car Company is St. Clair County's most transparent dealership. At Jepson, the price you see on a vehicle is the price you pay. No hidden fees or misleading rebates. When you need your next vehicle, stop by Jepson Car Company today. This is Amari Haller. I play quarterback at Port Huron High School. As a high school student, I get to experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region here at Port Huron Schools. The district provides personalized success for all students because each Port Huron School's journey is unique and special. I know I am supported by my teachers and everyone in the district, both in the classroom and on the field. I know they care about my well-being each and every day. Port Huron Schools has prepared me for anything I choose to do with my future. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. 
I'm Jordan Rohde, one of the new owners of Four Sports. I'm extremely proud to be a part of the community and to help those in it. We'll beat the big box stores in service, quality, and price. For sports equipment, uniforms, varsity jackets, corporal apparel, awards, engravings, and more, making us your team's one-stop shop. Come into the same location we've always been at, 3950 Pine Grove Avenue. Come in the side door until our brand new retail space is open. So swing on by and check us out at the brand new Four Sports. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. Okay, is is it uh, a stretch, Brady, to say a football program that's only been around for 16 years is already a storied football program? <laughs> They've made the playoffs 15 times, and the only reason they didn't make it in their first year is they only played five games. Yeah, that's that's pretty <laughs> impressive. Have they had a losing season? Uh, no, they ha- they've had a 500 season, and that was their worst year. Yeah. They have won double digit games six times in 15 years. Yeah, including three years in a row, they've gotten to at least 10 wins. But Almont's pretty storied as well. Warren Collegiate and Almont. This is where I'll be about a 6:40, 6:35 pregame uh, with a seven o'clock kick up out in Almont. They are playing. In Almont, no guest host needed. And this game, I mean, it, it's not the state semifinals, but it kind of feels like the state semifinals. That the winner of this game, listen, I'm going to say right now, the winner of this game is winning the regional because next week is going to be a formality. And then in the semifinals is when the next test will be. But I don't think either team, whoever wins this one, will play a team that is better than Almon or Collegiate. They might play a team that's on a similar level, but they're not playing a team the rest of the way that is markably better than either of these two teams. Yeah. No, and and, and here's the, the thing. Like, neither of these teams, there's no head bright lights in this. This is business as usual. They're right. used to playing for district titles. I mean, they do it all the time. Almont is trying to win a district title for the 10th time in 13 years. And it's actually been a while for them because it hasn't been since the state final run in 19 that they've won a district title, and it's almost like, what's going on? Yeah, so they're they're due. Right, and yes, this collegiate team, I would have loved to seen them a lot later than the district finals, but like I've said all year, I I found out that Almont is – I'm going to put them up against anyone and that they're going to go head to head. They're going to go toe to toe. Collegiate has some really athletic pieces. They have some linebackers that can fly around that. Okay. Like we talked about with Marysville, you're used to finding that home run play. I don't think you're going to have the home run plays. You're going to have to go six, seven yards at a time, switch some things up, give some different looks, and slowly work your way down the field because collegiate has athletes. You call them erasers because they make up for mistakes that maybe the D-line was in the wrong spot, the linebacker stepped the wrong way. All right, well, the safety's just going to come up and down the football, and the mistake is only a seven-yard game. Um, you know, the... the... This is one of the few times, because normally when Elmont plays, they're the fastest team on the field. Yes. This is one of the few times where maybe they're not the fastest team on on the field. But I, I still, I like their design. I, I actually, I like that the field is tore up. Um, the, the, the more tore up it gets during the game, the better. 
Um, I, I, again, I think that, that suits Elmont just fine. Um, kids from Collegiate, and it's really not that far, but they're going to come up to Elmont thinking they're in the twilight zone. Right. You, you know, past Romeo. We don't even know where Romeo is. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, and it's just not being at home is what I like, or at Bishop Foley, because I believe that's where they play. Even worse. <laughs> but I, I really like that this is... That's why Foley put some money on that field. Right. Um, that I like that it's in Almont just because you get to stay close to home. You're going to have the home crowd. It says it's about a 40-minute drive, so not too, too far. But for Warren Collegiate, what's the farthest they've had to go? I mean, they've played maybe to Country Day or to Monroe. If they, I don't know where the Monroe-St. Mary's game was at, but maybe that's the furthest they have to go. Um, it's It's... It's going. To, it's less of Elmont has such an advantage being at home as I like that they don't have to go down to Collegiate or to Bishop Foley. Yeah. So it's. I don't know. I I think Elmont has as good of a puncher's chance. They're probably a slight underdog. It's probably about sixty forty Collegiate in this one, but I'm not going to count out Elmont. I'm going to really. I, I'm hoping that the Raiders are going to get a. Big statement victory, something that the area has not had a lot of over the last handful of years. Well, again, what what I the things that I like about Elmont is all the parts. Mm. Like, who are you going to stop? Uh, and and when they're doing it right, a lot of times it, it takes a defense a second even to figure out who got the ball. Right, and then they might be galloping past you, going, "Oh, he's the guy with the ball," and you're all tackling somebody else away from the ball. But it, it's like if, if you key on one, the other two guys are going to burn you. Mm-hmm. And so, and if you go to somebody else, you know they've always got two guys that you can't cover, and one of them's likely to have the ball. That's what I like about what they do. That's why I think they're so successful. And the thing with um, Warren Collegiate is they don't have a ton of guys like Harper Woods where, like, oh, he's going to Michigan. or They just have a lot of really nice players that will probably play on Saturdays, but they're not going to be playing in the Big Ten or in the SEC like a couple of Harper Woods players will be. And Almont has a lot of guys like that. I think this is going to be a dogfight. I think this is going to be a knockdown dragout brawl. Yeah, I I I agree with you. I also like uh, this could go to where it's a track meet and the last team with the ball wins and this could also be a 6-nothing game. Let me throw this out for you. And one reason why I like Almont. Warren Collegiate for the most part outside of one game against the Down Country Day team has steamrolled their opponents. And a lot of their opponents I don't care for. I mean, Monroe-St. Mary's most years is a nice win. Uh, they, they did make the playoffs, and they're still playing. But they're for them, they're kind of down this year. Um, for a Country Day, most years, that's a really nice win. Country Day didn't even make the playoffs this year. So that win isn't as impressive. And since week three, they haven't had a game within 30 points. Almont... Had to score on a two-minute drill against a North Branch team on the road. They had to come back down from twelve nothing down at the half against Armada. They had to 
put away Cross Lex when the Pioneers just kept trying to claw and fight and punch back. This is a tested Almont team that, and when I was talking to Coach Lusby, hey, never too high, never too low. That's what this the MO of this team is. And much like I said about Harper Woods, Collegiate's going to score a touchdown. Collegiate's going to get a sack or a TFL or a third down stop where you thought you had something. You're going to face adversity. But this Almont team's faced adversity in a third of their games where they have had to dig deep and find a way to win and get those bounces, and they have. That's one thing I like that I think Almont has over Collegiate is, hey, if it's 14-14 going into the fourth quarter, I know Collegiate, or I know Almont has been in a spot like that where Collegiate maybe once this year. Yeah, and, and certainly not in the last couple of games. I mean, they closed out the, the season with Lincoln in week nine and smoked them, and they beat Clawson in round so, one. And so they've been playing the them. Mac Bronze. Yeah, I, I, does that help you get ready for the – I mean, it, it certainly it helps you rest, guys. It does, but, but I don't know if it makes in- you that sharp. Outside of one key injury for Almont, they're pretty healthy. Yeah. Like, I, I really like the Raiders in this spot. I love that they're at home. And Almont's the kind of team, they're, they're kind of the BWAC version of Marine City. When the chips are down, more often than not, you can bet on Almont. So I, I'm excited for this one. I know it's going to be cold. It's going to be windy. I expect the Raider faithful to show up and try to give it, even if it's a one-point advantage, give the advantage. One other thing I want to mention before we move on, Almont is, well, they can kick, and Warren Collegiate always goes for two. Yeah. That can be good. That can be bad. If Warren it's a track meet, that helps Collegiate because that means you're probably getting more two-point conversions than not. If it's a low-scoring game and Almont can reliably get that seventh point every time, then that helps the Raiders. Also, if it's a close game at the end and you need to kick a field goal, Elmont has that option. Yes, and it, from what it seems like, Collegiate has to get in the end zone. Yeah. Anything else on this one? This, no, this other is, than I, I think this is going to be a really good game uh, I, around the rest of the state. Again, Elmont's in the twilight zone, and I don't think people – really realize what a good program's going on. So everybody else is probably and thinking Collegiate's going to roll. The more I learn about the Ogemaw Heights game, the more I'm just throwing out the result that basically the field, if Ogemaw Heights wasn't two hours away, they would have just said come back tomorrow or we're going to meet somewhere else for this game. It was that bad that the officials couldn't even stand upright. So, yes, I am being a slappy and throwing <laughs> out the one thing that goes against my narrative. Yeah, okay. Um, all right, so... Ubley Harbor Beach. How is one team such a favorite? Because Ubley is the favorite in this game. Beach all time is fifty and twenty four against Ubley, but but Ubley's won the last four uh, games between the two teams, and it hasn't been close since Beach beat them in twenty twenty. Yeah, and 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 Beach leads in the playoffs too, three to two. But Ubley's won the last two playoff meetings. And Ubley in the last three years is now 35-2 and since 2021. And those two losses are in a semifinal and a final by a combined 11 points. 
So, and then this is the other number that I wanted to throw out to just to give you an idea of what Ubley is. Ubley won fifty-six to twenty over Harbor Beach back on September fifteenth. In their other nine games, Beach has allowed seventy-seven points. So fifty-six in one game to Ubley, seventy-seven. So against everybody not named Ubley, they give up eight point five points a game. Just by throwing the Ubley score in there, the average that Harbor Beach goes up by five points. So this season, Harbor Beach average giving up 13.3 points a game, but it's 8.5 against everybody but Ubley, and because Ubley put that 56 spot up there, it raises it. Isn't that crazy? Well, the crazy thing is is that the winner of this game doesn't get to rest. They go on, and they're going to play either New Lothrop or Ithaca. Who are a combined nineteen and one? Yeah, well, and people. I mean, these in, two teams are a combined. 19 I was going to say and people one. in New Lothrop and Ithaca are going. All right, hell, even if we win this game, we have Ubley or Harbor Beach, and I'd like to say if, if Ubley wins, I'm going to pick them until the heat death of the universe. But if Harbor Beach wins, it's going. How can you not pick them? Now Harbor Beach, I think, would have to go on the road. Let me double check that. But it's D eight is a bear and it there are starts a lot of good this. teams aren't there there are and that um, explains to me actually, a little bit more why ugly keeps getting there but can't win because <laughs> there's Ubley, so many good teams if new lothrop wins ugly would actually have to go on the road for the regional final if ithaca wins ugly would be at home harbor beach has to go on the road next week no matter what if they win uh-huh. but you want to talk about an atmosphere and you're going to have two small towns braving the cold I have to imagine this place is going to be packed. Oh, yeah. Uh, and that's the best way to stay warm, too. <laughs> right? That uh, This is just, this is, how can you not be romantic about high school football? Like, this game is going to be every cliche TV show there is with Ubley and Harbor Beach. Basically, they only lose to each other. Yeah, it's, I'm just looking at what Ubley did this year. It's just unbelievable. 50 on Everest. Mm-hmm. I know Laker was down this year, but they, they ended up making the playoffs. 42 points against them. Uh, Mar- that was a bad performance offensively. Yeah, Mar- Mar- Marlette, 34 points. Uh, that was close for a half. Uh, 56 on Beach. Um, 63 on Memphis. 44 on Bad Axe. 39 on Sandusky, a playoff team. 42 on Cass City. They were a playoff team. Montrose, 41 points. And that really was good. at Montrose. Uh, and in the first round of the playoffs, Come they, from behind they were down 8-6 to six to Bentley and got mad and won 62-8. Uh, what, are you, what are you doing taking the lead on us? Yeah. Who do you think you are? Enjoy that lead for nine it's, seconds. This is a very, Nine seconds they were behind this season. Like you said, it's a very weird <laughs> spot where – I can make the argument Harbor Beach is one of the five best teams in D8. And I could also make the point that they are a two-touchdown underdog to Ubley. Yeah. Because what Ubley does is just dominate, and they have the pieces to do so, and their defense is smothering. That's the one thing that gets lost. Is The most they've given up this year is 20, and that was to Harbor Beach. So Harbor Beach either has to find a way to score a lot more points, or hold Ubley to a lot less points this year, this game? The, the, the thing is, and, and, I, and I kind of feel bad about this, like 
If Harbor Beach wins the game, the first thing people are going to go is, oh, who was out for Ubley? Right. What happened to Ubley? You know, and, and, but, and it's like Harbor Beach is 9-1. and one. They're a really they damn good football team. A Beale City team that many thought were one of the three best in the state in yeah. D8. And they beat them by two scores. Yeah. So, I mean, anything can happen. It's just that we're so used to Ubley just running roughshod over everybody that that's what we just assume will happen. And... It might be what happens because, you again, a team that and a program that is bound and determined, there is only one goal, don't care about a district, don't care about a regional title, it's state title or bust. That's just because Ubley's been so dominant. But but to get there, they've got to win this one and get that district title out of the way. Yes, they they're do. They're millionth in a row or whatever. All right, since we're for. not doing the picks, you want to take another break and then we'll talk about the eight-man games and – Wrap up. Yeah, we still got Mooney, too. Oh, yeah, we do have Mooney. Let's talk about Mooney then real quick. Okay. Uh, Mooney is going to Everest. Mooney's going to to Everest. I was thinking in the thumb right now. I was was out of St. Clair County. This is actually the second year in a row these two teams are playing each other for the district uh, title. Last year, Mooney won the regular season meeting, and it's the first and only time that they'd beaten Everest. Everest got big-time revenge uh, when they met the second time in the district uh, final, they, they doubled up uh, Mooney, right? 42-21, and it wasn't that close. Yeah. Uh, so Everest, 9-1 and all-time against Mooney. They won the regular season meeting this year. It was a competitive game. It was basically 14-7 to the final few minutes. Yeah. Uh, when and Mooney had to go for it deep in their own territory. And look at Mooney. Third straight year qualifying for the playoffs, their best stretch since 04 to 06. Yeah, I, I mean, the, the, this they're, they're trying to become a program, uh, and, and I think they've done a good job of it. And, you know, I think they, they play a pretty tough schedule. I mean, they played a lot of teams that made the playoffs this year. They played Harbor Beach pretty darn well. Yep, they, they played they, Everest pretty darn well. They played Seminary pretty – and, again, more and on, on the road at Seminary and at Everest. They had one stinker. It was the second half of Liggett. Yeah. And that's with guys out. Yeah, and, and they dominated the first half. After the, the back- first five, it was a weird yeah, game. Like, like with the backup quarterback in and, you know. Is so. Everest the favorite? Yes. Yes. Is it impossible for Mooney to go out there and flip the script from last year? Absolutely not. That they, it feels like that this is what their season has been leading up to. Almost beat Beach. Had a chance against Seminary, just ran out of time. Everest, all oh, we just, we were a couple plays away and. That last score made it look worse than it was. Ah, Liggett, we had guys not in the lineup, and the second half got away from us. But we're we're competing with these good teams, and now we have a chance to go to Everest and basically erase all those wrongs. Because if you win this one, you have a much easier game in the regional final. Yeah, and nobody's going to remember anything about early in the season. All they're going to remember is this was the Mooney team that went to a regional. Right. And maybe they'll be talking about a Mooney team that went to the semifinals. Uh, but I do want to say this because I, I beefed up Warren Collegiate. Everest, 11 years they've been playing football. 11 times they've made the playoffs. This is the seventh time they're playing for a, a district title. They've won four. Um, and, and they've even won two regional titles in school history. So and, and been to the semifinals twice. They haven't won in the semifinals yet, but uh, weirdly enough, the last time they won a regional title, 
They had to forfeit the semifinal game to Centerville because of COVID. Well, they won a regional title last year. Oh, yeah. But uh, the, the, one of their two uh, semifinals they had to forfeit. Right. And, well, that Centerville team probably would have shut them out anyway. But <laughs> they shut everybody out. But that was Including really, Ubley. That was a really good Everest team, though. Yes. That was a really good Everest team in that in that one. So, um, all right, Dennis, anything else on the 11-man games? Anything else you want to sprinkle in? No, I just uh, it's it's a lot of tough matchups. Again, I would say Mooney's an underdog on the road at Everest, but I also see a way where they can win. Uh, Upley Beach, obviously Upley's the favorite there, but yes, Beach could pull off an upset. I just don't think it's likely. Mm-hmm. I'm just not going to bet against Upley till somebody does upset them. Again, Elmont's got a chance against Collegian. I would say Elmont's the slight underdog, but not that much because they're at home, so not that much. Like I said, at worst for Elmont, it's 60-40 Collegiate, probably closer to like 55-45. I think Marine City's a favorite at home against uh, Lutheran North, and I think Marysville is is the dog on the road at, at Harper Woods. But uh, again... We both like that the Vikings usually play to the level of their opponents, so they're probably going to play their best game of the year. <laughs> and listen, no one outside of Marysville's giving you a chance, so you use that yeah, as a you little got, bit of fuel. Uh, you got nothing to lose, so just go out and have fun. Right. And, uh, well, I think the eight-man games will be a lot of fun, too. Yes, we'll, we'll dissect those in a moment. Brady Beaton here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Fransic Water Conditioning, your authorized independent Connecticut dealer, wants you to get the ball rolling to better living through better water. It's good to know you have someone in your corner with a full line of whole house and at-the-sink filtering systems. Call 800-848-5150 to schedule your free in-home water analysis and plumbing audit. The best quality water is within reach with Fransic Water Conditioning and Connecticut. Call us at 800 848 Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County has been serving the community for over 30 years. Located at 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, overhead doors are the premier choice for durability, serviceability, and hassle-free performance for commercial and industrial doors. Overhead Doors boasts a complete selection of performance and safety-tested commercial and industrial upward-acting doors and manufacture a wide array of styles to meet your needs. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County, 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, call 810-987-2185. This is McKenna Kitely from Port Huron Northern at Port Huron Schools. As a high school student, I get to experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region here at Port Huron Schools. The district provides personalized success for all students because each Port Huron Schools journey is unique and special. I know that I am supported by my teachers and everyone in the district, both in the classroom and on the court. I also know that they care about my well-being each and every day. Port Huron Schools has prepared me for anything I choose to do with my future. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. 
Hello, this is Tim Sheridan, owner of Sheridan Real Estate and Insurance in Lexington, a family tradition that started back in 1925 with Grandpa Sheridan. Promoting trust, care, and excellence, Sheridan is dedicated to understanding and taking care of all your needs. Respected throughout the community and dedicated, Sheridan is a proud supporter of local activities like high school athletics. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. I'm Jordan Rohde, one of the new owners of Four Sports. I'm extremely proud to be a part of the community and to help those in it. We'll beat the big box stores in service, quality, and price. For sports equipment, uniforms, varsity jackets, corporal apparel, awards, engravings, and more, making us your team's one-stop shop. Come into the same location we've always been at, 3950 Pine Grove Avenue. Come in the side door until our brand new retail space is open. So swing on by and check us out at the brand new Four Sports. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, let's get into the eight-man football playoffs, and we have two eight-man teams still standing, one in each division. Uh, Brown City will get a rematch with Kingston, which is why you I think have, this is a little trickier. You game. have the heebie-jeebies about this. Game. I, I I do just because I respect Kingston. They've been a, a solid program now for you know a few years. It's not just a class went right. through and they were good. That they've been good for a few years here. I always think it's it's tough to to play somebody that you know well. Right. The first um, game was at Kingston, correct? Yes. But uh, and and Brown City won thirty-eight to twenty. Brown City's four and one all time against Kingston. They're twenty and two in their two seasons of eight man football. Twenty and oh, if they're not against Martin. anybody not named Martin, they lost in the semifinals to Martin last year. Um, Kingston won a regional title in twenty nineteen, so not that long ago they lost that year in the semifinals to Sutton Bay. Um, other than that, they haven't won any other regional title since they were an eleven man football team. 96 and 94. But Brown City's actually the same way. Their regional title last year was their first since 97. Right. And they won one in 93. I guess too, I didn't so. realize Kingston played in a semifinal. Yeah. I mean, this this is not a bad football team. This is a football How team did... that in recent years has beaten Deckerville. Right. For the you first know. time since, like, the Reagan administration. Yeah. But, I, I, I mean, again... This is not one where I go, oh, Brown City 50, Kingston, thanks for coming. This is going to be the way Brown City's been winning football this year. They're going to win, the, if they're going to win, and, and I think they will, they're going to win like 21-7 to 7 or 28-14. to 14. It's going to be that kind of a game. Real quick, I'm just looking back at Brown City's one uh, regional title in 11-man. They beat. They lost to Deckerville 6-0 in the, in the regular season. <laughs> And then beat Deckerville six nothing in the pre regional. <laughs> Holy hell, that game set football back. Those games set them back forty years. That's the way it used to be played up in right. the thumb. Also, Yale and Cross Lex were in the GTC East at that time. Yeah, it's it's weird to think about nowadays. <laughs> anyway, back to the issue at hand. Should Brown City win this game? I think so. I would. I would be disappointed if they didn't. And that's not because I don't think Kingston's good. It's just lining up for Brown City to be this this monster. Kingston, I mean, 20 points is actually the second most that Brown City's given up. 
the question is, can they hold Brown City to under 30 points? And that's something Brown City hasn't hit since September, but they also have given up a grand total of 31 in that time as well. Yeah. Like, their uh, defense has been suffocating. That's been the difference between this year's Brown City and Brown City last year. Last year, it was all glitz and glamour and these really wild, high-scoring games. And then this year, it's just been defense, defense, defense. Um, And the winner of this game, they get the Goebbels-Martin winner? Uh, Yes. So... Martin potentially on the horizon. How bad do you think Brown City would like another crack at them? I almost want another crack at them for the way I see people talking about how that game's basically the state final. Yeah. Like, how, how is it a team that is 20-2 in eight-man football is being overlooked? Because the two scores with Martin last year, and this isn't fair, but because the two scores last year were so lopsided, I mean, Martin beat them like 91 to 13 or whatever it was combined in the two games yeah, last Martin year. Martin did that to everybody. I know. And that's why, but that's that's what people who haven't seen Brown City play and, you know, also don't realize that the thumb is pretty good. The, the Stars is a good league. Like, okay, the Stripes was way down this year. But the Stars is a good league, and every year the Stars has three or four really strong teams and then a couple of teams in the middle that aren't easy games, uh, and and they usually only have one or two bad teams at the bottom. Like, I can understand being hopeful if you're a Kingston fan. I think it's kind of similar to, I don't know, maybe a – it's not quite Marysville, Harper Woods, but it's maybe like Port Huron King where they can win, but they're going to have to play a really good game. But come on, what else does Brown City have to do to to get respect of they are the best team in eight-man, they body slam you, their closest game was a 14-point win over All Saints where they gave up six points, and they gave up 14 last week to Carson City Crystal before anyone could get their popcorn and then shut them out for the next 45 minutes. Well, you know what it's going to take? They're going to state they're title. have to win a state title. Well, all right then. We'll, see, we'll send you up to the Superior Dome in two weeks. <laughs> I'd like to go. It's uh, I love it. I call it the duct tape dome. It is. It, look, <laughs> it looks like it needs to sink into Lake Superior and be like an evil lair. <laughs> Turf sucks up there, by the way. Yeah, but I, I just I think it's a cool. It's made all out of wood, and then the outside looks like they just covered it with duct tape. Yes. <laughs> but I think Brown City. And there's a restaurant. They spell it wrong, but there's a restaurant called Stucky's just down the road. Like you could walk from the stadium to the restaurant. Um, Brown City should be able to win this game. They're the favorite. I don't know if Deckerville is the favorite. I this game is real interesting because these they are play Portland St. Patrick two storied programs. All right, um, St. Patrick lost the final in 2020, lost in the final in 2019, lost in the semifinal in 2018, lost in the final in 2017, and they lost in 2012 in the semifinals to Deckerville, who won the state title that year, 
thirty-six to thirty. That's the only time the two schools have met. So what is St. Patrick, the ugly of eight man? They're, they're, they they have been a really good program. Uh, Deckerville's trying to get back to that elite status because they they actually haven't won a regional since twenty seventeen. That's a while, and, and especially when you consider they've had a lot of good teams, but they've always run into a buzzsaw these last five, six years. Um, and and in 2017, the last time they won a regional title, they went to the state finals and they lost the championship game by two points and they were on the five-yard line as time ran out. So, I think that um, one stings. Uh, that one stings a little bit, but they, they lost in the finals in 17 and 16, semifinals in 15, uh, semifinals in 14, and they won it all in 2012. So, I mean, Deckerville and St. Patrick, all they do is win. All they do is have playoff success and runs. So these are two real good football teams. Deckerville's 8-2, and two and their losses are Brown City and Kingston. Mm. And St. Patrick's 9-1. and one. This is going to be a good football game. Really I wish fun. it were in Deckerville. Right. But they'll play Saturday at uh, 2 o'clock. In Portland. In, in Portland. And Which I, I don't I, know how Portland had. Ha- supports a second school, although people probably say that. Well, about I mean, City. East, yeah, East China Stadium holds three, three teams. Yeah, so I guess point made. Um, all right, anything else with any I of the I was just games? looking. St. Patrick's only loss was by one point to Mount Pleasant Sacred Heart back in week three, 21 to 20. And Deckerville's two losses are to is going to be to someone that's playing for a semifinal. Yes. Who we just said is going to be a really, really good game. Yes. So uh, I, I, I think the, the eight-man games uh, are a lot of fun, uh, and I think uh, both Brown City and Deckerville have legitimate shots of going to the semifinals. All right. Since we're not doing the picks, I do want to congratulate Jared from Marysville. Can we give him the round of applause, Dennis? If I can find he it. He found his went 77-23 on the year. <laughs> he was our Campbell's Cuts champion. Uh, with an 8-2 and two week in Week 10 to secure. And then once I saw that, I said, all right, I'm not doing the rest of them. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not going through 50-some people because I checked anyone that was close. The two people that were within reach, Sean and Richmond and Zach from Marysville, had to be perfect, and they were not. And Jared from Marysville, 77-23. and 23, And he's our overall champion too, isn't he? Yes. Yeah, oh, it's not even uh, close. I do want to say... That I, I went out strong. I went nine and one, uh, and finished seventy four and twenty six. And that means I caught you, Brady. Yes, you did. I, I picked with my heart with PH, and they had opportunities, and and they couldn't figure it out. And that means we have to split the title here. But I at least get one. Yeah. Um. And uh, it it took a nine and one effort from from Joe to get even. With the Dum Dums, they <laughs> both the finished. People. They both finished seventy and thirty, um, because the people took Northern and Roseville right. won that game on uh, Saturday. That's still a pretty seventy and thirty is pretty it's, good. It's especially when I make them tough. Like I tried to take out a lot of the gimmies this year. Where in years past, I think I'd always put every BWAC and Matt game in. This year, I'm like, eh, PH is playing Sterling Heights. You're out. <laughs> What? Pick Kingston Deckerville instead. You were given Sterling Heights 75 and a half and PH covered. 
to kill the program. <laughs> um, but no, Jared from Marysville will win the Visa card from Campbell's Cuts. Again, thank you to them. And congratulations because, I mean, that's that's a heck of a year. His worst week was 6-4, and four, and he had two 7-3s and a couple of 10-0s and in there as well. Wow. So it was a late push to get him over the top, but he survived a tumultuous week nine and didn't trip over himself in week 10. And Jared from Marysville is our picks champion. None of us got a 10 and 0 this year, and that's the first time that's happened. Really? Yes. None of us? None of us are. What nine, and, nine and one is the best that any of us ever did in any week. Well, again, that speaks to how tough it was. I mean, even the people, I think, with about 50-some people that submitted every week, we only had maybe a half dozen 10 and 0 weeks. In week nine, the best record was five and five. Yeah, amongst us. I mean, there was like <laughs> two people that went seven and three in week nine. Yeah, that was a tough week. <laughs> but you know, uh, I'm glad we're done with picks. Uh, and we picks been... are fun, but I don't enjoy. <laughs> They're stressful. They are stressful, especially <laughs> when I when I try to make them as stressful as possible. I was doing my job, but again, Jared from Marysville, good job. That's uh, that's an impressive. Uh, streak and again thanks to everyone especially those that submitted every single week there was about 17 that every single week would submit their picks the diehards and and i get disappointed every time i see someone fall off like we'll get to week seven i'm like oh they didn't submit this week well because they figure they're out of it yeah i still like to see i still like to see every week i want to i every time i do my little spreadsheet i like to see who who's still picking and and who falls off. So yeah, they, went, they went Sterling Heights. <laughs> they did go Sterling Heights. <laughs> so, all right, Dennis, anything else um, besides this is either going to be a really fun Friday or a sad Friday? Well, I, I, hope, I hope we've got a smile on our face and, and that, uh, you know, give me half and half. Give yeah, me, give, give me half and half this week, and I'll say that we had a really good week when you consider the matchups. I just want one surprise victory. Just give right. me one because we haven't had one yet this – well, we have just against our local teams. Yes. Give us one upset win this week. I'll take it. be pretty cool if it was Marysville. I, I would take that. We're looking for their first district title ever. Yeah, which is weird, but they didn't have districts back when they were winning yeah. their championships. Yeah, they started in the regionals or pre-regionals. <laughs> yeah. So, Marysville's never won the district title. Anyway, um, anything else? Remind everyone where we're at. All right. uh, Friday, I'm at East China Stadium for uh, the Marine City Lutheran North game. And Brady is in Elmont for Elmont and Warren Michigan Collegiate. Good? Good. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.